Hi, I'm Holly. And I am Danielle, and this is the Spooky Hour. Boots and cats and boots and cats. Hello, friends. Happy Happy Monday. Monday. I wanted to say Friday because I'm in a good mood today, and I was like, happy Friday. Because it's our Friday. Guys, what was the last time I said I was in a good mood? (laughs) Um, Definitely like 2019. (laughs) It had to to have been uh, October 2019 is my guess when My Chemical Romance reunited was probably the last time I felt joy. Did you hear that they canceled like their first episode? Yeah, I'm not surprised. The first episode. I'm not surprised. Uh, I was having a conversation today. My friend... uh, he works for like the 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 stage hands like he does the the setup and like the big stuff like all the rigging and all that stuff yeah and uh i was like bro there's there's shows being announced for september like what's happening is it is it a real thing so he thinks by september we will have local shows okay but cross-country tours were probably not not gonna be a thing yeah, I think that's going to be pushed back another year at least. Yeah. And I know like the, the states are doing pretty well for like vaccines, but yeah, Canada I... is fucking shitting the bed and I'm so pissed yeah. about it. Yeah. So, because our government's fucking stupid. So. Um, we got uh, with like the go ahead for seniors uh, 80, 80 plus, I think, yeah. to get it. And uh, my mom's friend tried to get one for her dad, logged on the website, like, as soon as whatever time it was, 10 o'clock or whatever hit, and within half an hour, there were no spots. The yeah. website had crashed. Like, <laughs> like it's just, it's fucking, it's just so dumb, and it's so irritating. The only thing, um, I was talking to a nurse, uh, I was at the hospital the other day, and I was talking to a nurse there, and she was saying how, like, like even she couldn't get her grandparents in kind of yeah. thing because it crashed that fast. I'm like, the only comfort I'm taking is it means that many people are rushing to get it. Yeah, that's about it. That's the only good thing we... The yeah. only silver lining is people are taking it seriously. Yeah. Some some of us. <laughs> but like the town I live in, guys, so Holly sent me a video yesterday <laughs> on Twitter and some girl ended up almost running people over down the street and there was some altercation and some like meth head basically just screaming out of her car just all running up on the sidewalk with her car because she wouldn't wear a mask and like she got into an argument with somebody about it and i'm like this is the town i live in like now i have to even move even further it's it's so funny like you see videos of people doing that and then when it's in your backyard essentially it's like like, it was literally what like six streets up from my house yeah it's yeah it was in your i think i think i recognized the area the houses looked familiar and i was like oh no (laughs) but it's like it's blowing up now eh? it's like trending everywhere um she also went on twitter and said that she did it and so i mean in case you wanted to know how smart some people are (laughs) we're bored we needed some small town drama yeah (laughs) and with that uh that's it man i just had a good week yeah i got nothing to complain about for once I yeah same. I think I'm just gonna get into the spookiness of part two for our dialogue yes, pass. Thank God. Actually, hold on. I lied. The only thing I'm complaining about is that you didn't finish this last episode. There. I'm sorry. That's my You're complaint. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad I kept you on a cliffhanger all week. <laughs> you ended it so well. I was like, fuck you. <laughs> um. So there is a shit ton of theories regarding this incident that took place. Um, so I only really went over five. I do mention some at the end just for shits and giggles. Um, <laughs> and I don't go into detail of them, but I'm going into detail of these five and it's going to be a long episode. So that's why we're keeping the banter to a bare minimum today. Um, so the first theory that I'm going to jump into for the Dilatov pass, if you don't know what we're talking about, listen to last week's episode, um, <laughs> um, is an avalanche. So recently in January 2021, so like very recent. Oh, wow. Yeah. A group of scientists did a bunch of tests and said this is basically what happened and that people um, don't want to believe that this is actually like what happened was an, was an avalanche because it's just too simple. Like that's their literal quote. Yeah. Is it was too simple. There's also like been theories that it's an avalanche for forever, but a, another group of scientists came out recently and said it. Um, so I'm obviously not a scientist, so I'm just going to like... <laughs> go over briefly over what is said and hopefully it makes some sense and like what made sense in my head so they said that this um the hiking group that's what i'm gonna call them from now on like going forward is the hiking group you Um, you don't want to say all uh nine was it nine russian names yeah no (laughs) you don't want to repeat that over and over no i already butchered them enough i think i've done i've done enough harm (laughs) i um 
I'm sorry. When I was researching, I almost did a case from Russia, and I got so frustrated trying to do the names that I changed my research halfway through. Oh my god! So kudos to you for even fucking attempting this. I just I, I'm okay with people hating me. It's all right. <laughs> um, so it said that this hiking group pitched their tent on what they call like a soft or like a thin snow. So now it wouldn't be known, but like the layer they hit when they were pitching their tent was like soft or thin, like it was like the soft or thin part. Mm -hmm. Um, The tent was on a bit of a slope. So the theory is that like a small avalanche um, had created this like sort of slab of snow that shifted over the tent overnight. Oh. Yeah. Um, Is this the picture where it's like a shelf? Yeah. Okay. I saw that. Yeah. 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 Um, So now you'd think like as soon as like the when they're pitching this tent and it hits like this thin layer it would like shift the snow automatically so it would start an avalanche like mm-hmm. right away because it doesn't take much to start an avalanche especially if the, sh- the snow is like that delicate um but apparently icy winds triggered a delay in the avalanche so that's apparently why it went overnight um however it would explain the tent being cut from like the inside out um, the hikers would have had to get out somehow if they got hit by an avalanche. It's also said that after they got out, that the group may have just left the area to avoid a second avalanche hitting them. Mm-hmm. So the theory is that they went um, they went to w- make their way back to the Ospia River, but actually descended into the valley of the Lozva River, which we know where most of this group was found. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it's said that the evidence of the avalanche was blown away by strong winds that are common in the region. So by the time that volunteer group found the tent, all the evidence of the avalanche was gone. So that's this theory. So I don't like this theory for a number of reasons. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to get into that. Fuck so, your theory. <laughs> yeah. So if the snow blew away the evidence of the avalanche, those eight to nine sets of footprints would not be there either. Oh, shit. True. Yeah. Um, the footprints were said to be made with ease. So like the the eight to nine sets of footprints that they found, it seems like they were kind of just like stomping away. Like they weren't like running away from an avalanche. Um, yeah, it would leave a different impression. It's like they, it would leave like a drag mark almost, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, and also if your like chest got shattered, which two of the victims it did, mm-hmm. and that avalanche, I don't think they'd be walking out like nothing happened. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I get be like an obvious limp or something, like yeah. a slouch. And I also get like adrenaline is a thing, but like when your chest is shattered and you can't breathe, I beg to differ. Yeah. <laughs> and like there was eight to nine sets of footprints. So there was, a, if there was eight, there was one person that wasn't walking. So I get that. Like, someone could have carried them, but there was three people that were, like, badly injured yeah. and would not be able to just to walk away from it. I'm sorry, but no. Um, <laughs> they were all experienced hikers, so I don't know if them... They're experienced in snow. I don't think they'd be like, let's pitch our tent right here where an avalanche can hit us. Yeah. Great. Um, and they weren't all found dead together, so they didn't all just, like... Yes. That's another thing. They were all separated. So now these scientists say it's very rare what happened. So if the avalanche is ultimately what killed this group, um, the the crushing of the chest could be caused by this avalanche just because it is so rare. Uh, That's what these, like, scientists are saying. That's what some scientists are saying. Um, So even though it's rare and it's usually never, ever seen, like, the severe injuries that were caused are never seen in an avalanche. But it the could tongue? happen. Like- yeah, <laughs> it could happen. Um, and that was like literally my next sentence. I literally said, I'm not betting on this. It's rare, but it does happen. The girl was missing a tongue. Last time I checked, avalanches don't have fucking teeth. Yeah. So <laughs> the only thing I could think of in the defense there is like if she was in a panic and somehow bit her own tongue off. But like, how? I feel like it would just be like, just the tip. <laughs> yeah, my God. <laughs> But her whole tongue, like, it was missing completely. You would yeah. have to, like, really bite through your tongue. And I've bitten through my tongue. I have. I got hit in the mouth with a golf club and I bit right through my tongue. Oh, my God. That's so funny. Why didn't I know that? I'm pretty sure I've told you. Jessica, we were playing golf and I stood behind her when she swung. Because <laughs> I'm smart. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. And I bit through my tongue. I didn't bite my tongue off, but I yeah. bit through it. And I'm pretty sure there was, like some pressure there when you bit down yeah that probably hurt like a motherfucker <laughs> i still have the cut on my tongue because it never healed but i didn't bite oh off God. but like at the same time like if she got if she bit off her tongue in that avalanche and her chest was crushed 
she wouldn't she wouldn't be walking out of there too there'd be blood everywhere yeah yeah there's in the snow and everything you'd see it especially inside the tent if that's where it happened yeah so i don't know i'm not a fan of this theory just because of the that like i can understand yes maybe the group did get hit by an avalanche and that's why they ripped out of their tent yeah i see that but i don't think their injuries were caused by an avalanche i agree i think the avalanche is possible and um, i kind of like what you said about how uh uh, like the people don't want something that simple it's true we like exciting it's yeah. like the cecil hotel we can't accept that it was just like mental illness you know what i mean like yeah. uh we want it to be more interesting but i kind of agree with you i think it is possible that it was a avalanche but i don't think that that would have killed them yeah exactly in I that think way there's, there's something else to do with their deaths other than the hmm. avalanche um so that's the end of that theory so the next theory is it's just it's a broad term it's just special forces so like the military Um, oh yeah so there is a book called mountain of the dead so that is written by keith mccloskey um now his book suggests that the hiking group actually ended up finding a military testing area and were killed by soviet soldiers um another theory is that this group heard the sounds of the explosion um of this testing group and they went ran away from the noises so that's why they ripped themselves out of their tent um that one kind of i like that one again back to the tongue i'm obsessed with this missing tongue yeah um that seems very like a uh, prisoner of war torture kind of thing like exactly the tongue out yeah, yeah. exactly Ooh. so this is where i jump into this next kind of theory um so it has to do with special forces again it's all kind of like grouped together um, so another theory involving the special forces is kind of like there was like a power struggle. So military equipment in Russia isn't allowed or like it's said, it's not allowed to be used or leave its location that it's on unless given like special permission. Mm-hmm. Um, and this theory mainly focuses on um, a helicopter. So this is the military equipment that it's not allowed to leave its location, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so when this hiking group planned their trip, it was set the same time of a 21st Communist Party Congress thing that was going on taking place <laughs> in Moscow. Um, so basically all the military forces would be there, like the Navy, the KGB, et cetera. <laughs> um, so all these high up powerful people. So like I said, military equipment was strictly prohibited to leave the premise Um, where it is located so now a group of soldiers had left the base to go hunting during this while all of these all of their bosses are at this like (laughs) group meeting um um, so they they left their base to go hunting in the ospia river so they had grouped with some of the mansi people and the mansi would help them round up some of the animals to shoot and kill so the mansi people are um indigenous to that area so they were to leave this like for this hunting adventure these soldiers on february 1st 1959 um they were going to leave by using a military helicopter and as we all know it's not allowed yeah so now apparently some kgb were aware of what was going on um slash like happening and decided to catch these people in the act of using military equipment to discredit them um so to like so it's like some party like group is using this military equipment and the kgb were like let's make them look really fucking stupid and go after (laughs) them because we know what they're doing yeah apparently so the plan was to have someone leave a sealed camera wrapped in radioactive clothes near the site what Um, the fuck (laughs) yeah i'll get to it so the clothes would have radioisotopes so it'd be easily found um so this camera would have evidence of what is happening so the person taking these photos would take photos of this these groups of soldiers using military equipment off off premise um and going hunting for just a fun weekend now this person who's supposed to be taking these photos is said to be uh simon zoltorov zoltorov here we go again <laughs> simon z yeah which was one of the dilatov hiking group members oh shit (laughs) yeah so the idea was that he would get this hiking group together of all of his friends and reach this certain point where the soldiers would be hunting and using this helicopter he would take photos of them using it hiding the camera away where it would be picked up um and he would just look like a hiker at that point like there would be just a way to like so they're like he was the idea is like a secret agent kind of thing yeah whoa yeah (laughs) so now 
like the diaries that were found as stated in like the previous episode on january 30th this group was moving slower than expected and they ended up making a maneuver and going off the path of their original course now it said this was actually on purpose and the group was actually led away from the ospia river and like kind of went around something which is the theory is that they went around the soldiers that there's military officers that were hunting um they think that the military officers actually saw Zolotorv um, taking photos of them and the helicopter. And that's why this group kind of took like a different route. Like it was on purpose to avoid them yeah. and not be killed. Um, however, the officers once realized there was going to be photo evidence of them taking this helicopter. Um, they found the hiker's tent and landed the helicopter either at like the Ozov River um originally they were just supposed to get the camera back and that was it Mm -hmm. um but they think that when they were approached the hiking group they were met with like resistance uh no one really knew what the fuck was going off or going on except uh simon and some people say even think igor dilatov knew as well like he was in on it but the rest of the group had no idea what was going on they just thought they were on a hike um so they said that shit got out of hand and they killed this group of hikers, returned the next day to cover up the evidence and like the tracks. Yeah. And um and took the camera and left a dummy camera. So oh. it's noted that the camera that was found around Zolotor's neck. So this is the camera where they tried to develop it and there was no they weren't able to. Yeah. Um so it said that it wasn't the same camera that he had been seen prior to on the hike. So the photos of him oh. with a camera, the camera that they found isn't the same camera that are in these photos of him holding it. Um, oh, shit. This is creepy. Yeah, it's really weird. And also, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the last episode. I think I did. Um, but I'm going to go into it a bit now. Um, but two of the bodies were found with radioactive clothes um on their dead bodies so they think that they were wearing the clothes that were supposed to be hiding this camera oh so oh is that why some of them took the clothes off yeah oh so they they weren't they had no idea so like they could have been like hunted down sort of thing and they're just like i'm wearing all these clothes because i'm fucking cold and they they're attacking us sort of thing and they because some of these hikers had no idea what was going on, they probably had no idea that these clothes were radioactive. Because there was two pieces of clothing that were found that happened to be radioactive. So basically, it ended up being like party leaders didn't want this story getting out. And it was covered up and like swept under the rug. And it was blamed on an avalanche. Wow. <laughs> that one was fascinating. Isn't that fucking crazy? I like that one a lot. I want to know where people come up with these theories. Do I believe it? I don't know, but I really like it. <laughs> I have no idea. But, like, to say that, like, one of the hikers was involved in some, like, military conspiracy theory is nuts. I like that one, though. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> okay, so the next theory um, is the Mansi people. Um, so this is a theory surrounding, again, the Mansi people. So these are the people that are indigenous tribe um, located in the, the Kanadi Manse um, district. What, or sorry, what is a district um, within Tumen region in Russia? So there was an investigation done by Vladimirovich by Nova um, after all the hikers were actually found. So now the Russian government, again, did investigate many avenues as well. Um, we all know there's no conclusion on what killed these hikers. Like there's no act. They still have no idea what the fuck happened. Um, but this is one of the theories that was investigated. So cops did investigate these people um so they actually had arrested a few mansi hunters in march 1959 and questioned them on this investigation but they had no proof or evidence proving that they did it yeah um so now the mansi people are known to camp the the mountain of the the cola so i can't pronounce it you guys i have no idea (laughs) i said it last episode and i don't remember how i pronounced it so cola Psychala? We're going with it. We're going with it. Yeah. Where the hikers were found. So it's where the hikers were found. These people are supposed to, are like known to be there. Um, apparently there was a group of Mansi hunters located near the, near where the hiking group had pitched their tent as well. So they basically just said, hey, this group was close to this hiking group. Maybe they did it and brought them in. Um, so the Mansi people obviously knew the area really well. They are skilled hunters. So people theorized that they could hide their tracks and basically stalk this hiking group. 
Um, it's said that they use the area as their hunting ground, but it's also said that it's their like their sacred ground, so they wouldn't like people just being in Camping these grounds, there, like yeah. disturbing anything. Um, it's also said that they could have actually ran into the group of hikers and warned them and to be like, don't go on our land. You can't go there. And when the hikers... Get off my lawn. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And when they continued, um, they kind of like took it as a threat. So now this is all theory. There's absolutely no evidence of the Manse people ever being near this group of hikers nor having anything to do with their deaths. Um, So now there hasn't been a crime committed in the area besides like the hiking group in almost three decades. People hike this mountain all the time. You don't need special permission to do so. So I freaking doubt the Mansay people had anything to do with it. Now, the hikers' items were not stolen. And one of the cameras that were found, once the film was developed, there was, like, photos of the Mansay markings on the tree. So this group, like, did see these markings. They were in the area of this tribe. Mm-hmm. And, like, taking photos, the markings, doesn't mean that these people killed them. Yeah. <laughs> So, like, one plus one equals five. Yeah. I, I just wanted to, because that is another theory, because these people, or sorry, the Mansay people, like, they live in this area, like, they're known to frequent the area, and, but they're, they're not known to be evil people. Yeah. And the fact that, but they were investigated. Like, the, I, Russian, I, I find it very interesting that they were the, the one thing investigated. Yeah. Which is <laughs> crazy. I, I'm not surprised that they were. Not this, not uh, these special forces. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, governments aren't known to treat their indigenous people very well. Nope. Um, so, I, yeah, that doesn't surprise me that they were investigated. I don't like that theory. I don't think they did it. Yeah, it's just absolutely nuts that they're the ones who are investigated. But, like, there's a theory revolve, are involving, like, military forces. And they're just Yeah, like, no. that wasn't investigated. But- no. <laughs> And that theory is, like, nuts, too, because, like, there's there's an actual story behind it. And then this one's just, like, they live there. Yeah. <laughs> they must have done it. Yeah. So the next one, the next theory I have, I put it on here because I thought it was hilarious. Oh, boy. I think Holly's <laughs> going to appreciate it. Um, uh, so the next theory, inv- <laughs> I can't I, I can't say it without laughing. So the next theory involves shrooms. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, so, Zilvana Ose, um, is a writer and an investigative journalist, um, who wrote a book called, and I quote, Don't Go There, which is about the Dilatov Pass. Um, so now her theory is that the Mansay people, or like these hunters, which are called Kahanti hunters, um, had taken arrogant fly, um, to put themselves in like a killing mood. So she believes that the Mansay people were involved as well. Um, so now the argic fly is like a psychedelic mushroom. So basically her, yeah, her theory is they did drugs and went on a killing spree. Um, she said that Slobden was killed with a head kick and, um, yeah. And which he did have evidence of, um, some type of blunt force trauma on his head. Yeah. Um, and the inflicted chest injuries on Dorshingo, Dabina, and Zolotorf were done by bouncing on their chests. So these people were just like... <laughs> like jumping on them? Yeah. Like use them as a fucking trampoline. <laughs> I feel like that would leave a mark, no? Like yeah. A there's no external bruises, except there's some on like their hands, but regarding like the big injuries of like the chest fractures and stuff, there was yeah. nothing. Um, so this theory is that they didn't want to um, use like their guns or like if they had any or any of like their weapons to avoid being caught in the crime so they just got really so high hold on, on they were they were so high that they just went on a killing spree but yeah. were sober enough to know that they shouldn't use weapons exactly make it make sense <laughs> yeah like they tried but i mean her theory is it's out I, there it is fucking hilarious yeah. <laughs> the other theory surrounding these shrooms is that the hiking group acts like actually took the shrooms um, whether it was intentional or not, but the theory suggests that their like their behavior of cutting themselves out of the tent and running into the trees would make sense. Um, yeah. They were just having a really bad trip. And yeah, I can, got I can kind of see that. I think it's a bit of a reach, but you know, for humor's sake, I like this theory. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, I gotta include this because this is ridiculous. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, so the next theory I'm gonna go into, which is the one I am leaning towards, but Ooh. it's. It's a very broad theory, but I'm going to get into it. Um, so basically, the theory is there was some type of altercation, but they're just not sure what. 
like and between parties in the group exactly so they're not sure if it was like the group turned on themselves and they all like tried to kill each other or there mm-hmm. was a third party involved that came in like whether it was the special forces um or the manse people or like someone killed these people um, yeah so edward tomanov he was a he was the pathologist that worked on the case and his theory is based solely on the evidence of the autopsy reports and believes the hikers were involved in some type of altercation he doesn't disclose what kind of altercation like he believes it was like between either between the group like i said or if there was another party involved um but his evidence is based solely on the autopsies um Um, in in the first half you mentioned they 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 didn't get lost they just went like a little bit farther than they were supposed to right yeah um so they kind of like veered off track so yeah instead of going straight they went to like say like the left a bit more and went around instead but it's they they think they may have gotten lost because of the weather but some theories suggest that they did it on purpose so my theory here is like if you you're lost and you're not like people get frustrated you know what i mean like you're lost in the middle of nowhere it's like oh you idiot you got us lost in this incorrect direction yeah <laughs> i'm gonna fucking kill you because like i could see that sparking a fight for sure and like you're like hungry cold. and tired and cold yeah, yeah. i could see that hmm. definitely but according to edward i'm calling him edward because it looks like it's nispel edward um <laughs> the hikers had injuries on their bodies days before they had actually died so there those were like the bruises the cuts and the scrapes Mm -hmm. some of the bruises found on the face and hands were actually turning green so that shows that they were there hours even days prior to their deaths um chris von shinko and dora shinko so these were the two that were found under the cedar tree with the remnants of the fire Mm -hmm. apparently chris von uh, shinko um his left like pants that he was wearing i'm not sure if they were like pants or like kind of like the undergarment pants um, but we're missing at like the knee joint so he was mainly naked but his pants were cut at the knee joint but the edge was charred oh so, so now it seems as though like the lower half of the pants actually burned onto his leg apparently oh so that lower half that was missing burnt onto his leg which is very weird um so no one would just happily sit there and just burn their pants yeah. to their leg they're like i'm fucking cold let me burn my leg <laughs> Um, so also the, his left temporal region of the brain, there was abrasions that were red brown. Um, the right, uh, temple also had an internal hemorrhage. So this states that a strong hit or blow, um, to his head was done and there was no external damage. Interesting. Yeah. So Chris von Schenko's right hand was also swollen, which was evidence of a fist fight. There was also soft tissue damage to the knuckles and minor skin abrasions. His knuckle on his middle finger was missing, again, found in his mouth. Yeah, it's so gross. And his fourth and fifth fingers were charred, and it's unexplained why. So the autopsy doesn't even say, like, it was burnt. It just says it was charred of unknown reasons. So, like, the wound that was caused is unclear how it happened. It's just charred. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, So now Edward... Um, stated that the bodies of the hikers should be exhumed and given all new autopsies because the first autopsies were sketch as fuck. (laughs) Those are exact words. (laughs) Um, According to him, he found a lot of discrepancies. So no forensic expert was present at the time of the bodies were found. There wasn't one um, or ever one that was called in. So there was no decent observation of the position or overall condition of the bodies as they were found. Uh, lesions on the bodies were partially described condition of the skin and any deformities were not described at all and clothes and positions of the bodies were found like were described superficially so the reports don't go into much detail about anything pretty much um he said that photos of the scene were done incorrectly so they weren't taken like a crime scene photo more of a look i found a dead body here's a picture (laughs) yeah and the autopsy reports for Doroshenko, Chris Franchenko, um, Kol Morgorov, Dilatov, and Slobin were all copy and pasted. So the report for Doroshenko says, and I quote, The death of Doroshenko was caused by a low temperature as evidenced by swelling of the menges and sharp replenishment of the internal organs, end quote. And it goes on, like, et cetera, et cetera. That's a big paragraph. I'm not including it. But it was all copy and pasted. So they just changed the name of each person. But it all And they all say the same thing. Exact same. 
Um, the bodies of Thibubrignol, um, Kolartorv, Zolatorv, and Dabina all had pieces of their organs um, taken for hist- histological examination, which results which resulted in like a criminal case so basically it said that like these people were murdered um yeah yeah these were the bodies that were found like two months later um so now the other five bodies were said to have the same taken so their organs pieces of the organ were also taken for the same um examination but it said that the histology of these bodies was covered up and concealed as the information found on these bodies were more informative and they don't exist now Oh, great. Of They're course. Just There's like no... So it said that they were sent and there was nothing to it. Like there's nothing come back from it. Um, also noted is that liver mortis spots that were found on the bodies don't actually match up with the positions that the bodies were found. So liver mortis is when you get um, the discoloration of the skin. So it's like the purple blue. So yeah. it's the blood that pools to the part of the body due to gravity. So if you were to die oh, okay. on your back, the blood would pool onto your back. So that's and what, it, you get like bruising exactly. That's yeah. exactly what it looks like. Yeah. Um. So Zlobin and Doroshenko were both found face down, but their liver mortis spots were found um on their backs. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh. So Cole Magora also had liver mortis spots on her back, but she was found on her side. So her whole back was liver mortis, but she was found on her side. Interesting. So these people were moved after their death. Basically, is what it's saying. So, again, devil's advocate, uh, they were found, uh, you said two months after? Some of them were found two months after? Um, so, Slobin and wasn't. He was one of the first people found. Doroshenko, um, no. So, Doroshenko, I believe, and Slobin were found together. So, they were the first people found. Because I'm wondering if just, like, maybe nature moved them. You know what I mean? Like Yeah anything from like an animal sniffing them and knocking knocking them over yeah like you know the wind one day (laughs) i I, I try not to laugh at dead bodies being blown in the wind but um, yeah no that's who i am the ones with the liver mortis they were um they weren't they were the ones that were found first okay Hmm, there goes that (laughs) but also for being a devil's advocate it just came into my brain um if they're if these people died first and those other people were found with so many clothes, they could have moved them to try to get their clothes off. That's true. That's true. I didn't think of that. Yeah. They were, they were found with like, with like double clothes, right? Yeah. Like extra clothes, right? Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Look at us solving this as we go. Yeah. <laughs> um, so those are the five main, like, well, not main, but the five ones I wanted to get into because I find them the most interesting yeah uh, especially that military one that fucked me up that one's my favorite so far i think <laughs> it's like it's, it's not my most believable but it's my favorite because of how much effort was put into it right <laughs> a plus plus for effort yeah <laughs> um but i do believe that like i could see it they were in their tent there was a small avalanche so they had to cut their way out i see that being a thing yeah but then something after the avalanche so maybe they did leave to avoid a second pardon me so maybe they did leave to avoid a second avalanche but we're kind of just looking for something i don't know but ran into somebody or something that That then killed them that then killed them and maybe it was the military group if it was they maybe took off and ended up being separated it's possible no i so i do agree that the the whole like avalanche could be the reason they left the tent but uh back to the like the the altercation theory um hypothetically they all shared the one tent yeah right they were all uh you know again everyone's all pissy because they got lost tight quarters whatever a fight could have broken out like in the tent which then led to it being destroyed kind of thing uh, and then they parted ways kind of thing. Like, that could also be a thing. I Okay, so realistically, I don't believe something supernatural happened. No. But it's the chest fractures that still fuck me up. I'm still going to say aliens so And the far. missing we'll tongue. Like, I, yeah. could, I could see an animal coming by and be like, ooh, a dead person. I'm going to steal their tongue. But, like, if the animal was that hungry, they wouldn't just go after the tongue. I feel like they go for, like, the meaty bits, no? Like, the yeah. legs and stuff. And she had blood in her stomach. She Ugh. was alive when that tongue was yeah. cut out. Yeah, that fucked me up, man. <laughs> so, it's just this whole 
situation is so messed up because there are so many theories and I understand why there are so many theories. But um, so, as I said, lots of theories. If you visit dilatovpass.com, um, that's where I got a lot of my info and whoever went, runs this website is a fucking saint. So they have all the <laughs> theories. They have all the photos. They tell you what they think happened on like the mountain, what happened after. They tell you the whole story. They have all of the diary entries. They have everything. Um, so there's a th- few more theories regarding this incident um, that I didn't include. So I know a big one that we saw on Twitter was the Yeti. Um, yep. <laughs> I didn't include it because... I, it's just a big white monster in the woods. My favorite, I didn't get the handle, uh, but someone tweeted us and they were like, it was it was a bunch of baby yetis or something and they included a gif of shih tzus. That's which was so fucking funny. hilarious because now shih tzus are forever baby yetis to me. Yeah, that was <laughs> that hilarious. Was, that was my favorite theory, I think. <laughs> like, I do believe like the yeti is a thing. I do. I think there's something out there that we don't know. Like, yeah. half the world is unexplored. There are creatures we are finding every single day that we have never known about. Yeah. But do I think the Yeti could be involved in their death? I don't know. I mean, could... could it doesn't... Th- I don't know. I could don't they like shatter a chest? One. I don't know. They like, they probably could, but it feels kind of lazy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it feels like a lazy theory. Like, oh, it was in the woods. It must be the Yeti. Yeah. And there's, like, one... So it's said to be on one of the cameras that's what it was found there's a picture and it looks like there's bigfoot just walking across one of like the paths in front of these people and it was said to be found on one of their cameras that they recovered but i think it looks fake yeah (laughs) and also it came out when discovery channel released an episode about like their theory was that it was the yeti and discovery channel is really good at making mockumentaries yeah that fucking megalodon (laughs) yeah so i don't know i don't know um another theory is ufos we all love a good ufo sorry dad for not including it um infrasound which is found interesting so basically this causes like unsettling feelings and people freak out and it like can cause people to like kill each other like is it like a state of psychosis kind of kind of and it's like caused by like the weather oh yeah interesting um there's there's theories of military rocket launches um military tests with radio sounds uh mistake this group was mistaken for fugitives which could go into like the altercation theory yeah um and then there's a thing called arctic hysteria and apparently that is just like you go nuts when you're cold (laughs) yeah absolutely i believe it yeah um i also saw something about lightning oh Uh, yeah lightning i forgot to mention that yeah uh something about like lightning blowing up the tent or something but then like i mean lightning could give you some pretty rough injuries to your body i don't think it could shatter chest plates i don't know i'm not yeah. a i'm not a doctor <laughs> <laughs> but i don't know i i don't like that theory either there's also the stove theory whether they where they left yeah. their stove on in their tent <laughs> and then just ran out yeah. well because that would make sense because the guy was like burned on his leg and his yeah. fingers and stuff so like kind of like when you leave your flat iron on. <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> but like there's some i this this site covers so many theories and i am going towards altercation of some kind we will never know the full story behind it yeah but i i i feel this is a a human a human case unfortunately um even if it's not humans and it's aliens for sure yeah <laughs> not the yeti it's aliens for sure it's for sure aliens well but that was not an fun. it's not i an really i think my favorite though is that uh the like fbi not the fbi the uh military one that was crazy yeah. oh because um, they with... wanted to take a helicopter <laughs> mood <laughs> um with that uh should we get to to more dead people I yes guess? murder um so i am calling this case the maury case i love that um, so much you'll see why later because there's a huge what the fuck twist at the end um so today i'm going to talk about the tragic murder of 13 year old yara Gem. oh my god i looked this up but i'm still gonna fuck it up gambarazio yara gambarazio you know how to get us in the feels oh i know i'm sorry it's actually quite sad um so uh we're taking a little road trip here to italy uh so that's where this case takes place um i'm still craving pasta after danielle's spaghetti factory episode apparently uh <laughs> yara gambar oh my god i'm gonna fuck it up again yara gambarosio 
was your average teen girl, and uh, she lived with her family in Brembonte di Sopora, which was described as being a, quote, sedated place, which I really liked how that sounded, sedated. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like a small, quiet town with a population of only 8,000. So is everyone just uh, like super mellow? That's that's the vibe I got, just like a quiet... Um, so I didn't... I haven't looked it up yet for like photo purposes, but um, it sounds like one of those those villages almost where it's like just fields yeah you know what i mean and then like a little house and then just like fields life Uh, so it sounds wonderful um yara was an athlete and trained in rhythmic gymnastics uh from the pictures i saw while doing my research she seemed like pretty hardcore into it like she looked kind of like she was on her way to the olympics or something i couldn't find anything that like solidly said sort of like what level she was at but she looked pretty fucking pro to me um anyone that can touch their toes is impressive to me so well thank you yeah i can't touch my toes (laughs) (laughs) um on friday november 26 2010 at around 5 15 p.m yara left her home telling her family she was off to drop a stereo off at her gym that she had borrowed from her instructor the gym was so close that the trip should have only taken about 20 minutes like the entire trip okay uh unfortunately it did not take 20 minutes uh by 7 p.m her parents fulvio and mora were extremely worried about their daughter they called their trainer uh sorry her trainer who said she arrived at the gym and did some light training exercises before she left uh at 7 11 p.m mora called her daughter's cell phone and the call went right to voicemail the next call they made was to the police search parties were dispatched almost immediately because girls don't just go missing in these quiet little villages in italy especially at 13 Um, years old yeah um so they uh they didn't actually have their own like they had a police force but it wasn't it wasn't equipped for this so they actually called in like uh like special forces and stuff from like rome and like the major cities yeah so it was like a really really big deal okay um the police quickly determined that the last known contact from Yara was uh, from that day at 6.44 p.m. She had sent a text to her friend Martina to arrange plans to hang out that Sunday morning. Witnesses claimed to have seen Yara standing in the parking lot of the strip mall where her gym was located. Uh, they alleged she was talking to two men while standing outside of a red car. That was all witnesses had to offer investigators at the time. Um, uh, the police used dogs to try to track Yara's scent and the dogs traced her traveling in the opposite direction of her home towards a town called Mapello. Uh, phone records would also confirm that she was pinged from this location at 649 PM on the night of the 26th. Um, this information was all investigators had to go on. So they began bringing in members of Yara's family for questioning. Uh, they were all released without any suspicions from police. Uh, from there, the lead investigator, wow, the lead investigator on the case, uh, who was a magistrate named Letizia Ruggeri, uh, began tapping phones within the community, hoping to pick up on any information from anywhere. Um, side note, I tried to look up what a magistrate was because I, I thought that was like the queen um, <laughs> well, it's not the queen. but it's not okay. i think it's just like a super high up like police like i want to say like a lieutenant or like a captain like something okay. like high up yeah um please help me if i'm wrong <laughs> please help um so they tapped a total of fifteen thousand phones that had traveled in and out of mapello around the date of yara's disappearance uh, their first hit came from a moroccan man named mohammed fikri i wish um, our police department worked that hard seriously i I actually um i think i say this later i was actually quite impressed with the police work in this case and that fucking never happens (laughs) so uh the first hit came from a moroccan man named mohammed uh, fikri in a wiretapped conversation from late november 2010 an interpreter heard the phrase quote forgive me forgive me god i didn't kill her uh, within a few days, police found Mohammed on a boat headed for Tangiers. Uh, the police intercepted the boat and arrested him, bringing him in for questioning. They searched his vehicle and found a bloodstained mattress in the back seat. That's not uh, sketchy at all. Yeah. Police and the public all thought they had gotten their guy, but Mohammed was quickly cleared after police questioning. Apparently, his conversation had been mistranslated and the blood was, quote, not suspicious. Uh, so I don't what? know if he killed an animal in the back of his car or what, but they deemed the blood completely irrelevant to any sort okay. of murder of any kind. Okay. Um, 
So he was released, and that was their their only real lead at the time. Uh, The months went on, and the interest in the case grew. Uh, So apparently Italy has a huge true crime community. Like, I saw that they have, like, special news hours just dedicated to, like, true crime cases and stuff. Okay. uh, Which... I love Italy. Um, So news reporters from across the country descended on the tiny town where Yara's parents lived, hoping to get an interview or a photo. Uh, This is really sad. The family ended up, like, retreating into their home and were rarely seen throughout the rest of the year. They often hid with their doors locked and their blinds closed so no one could see in. And yet the vultures still camped on their quiet street relentlessly. They literally camped outside. Yeah. It's disgusting. Um, so eventually the, I'm going to say this different every time and I feel so bad. Um, eventually the Gambarosios did provide, uh, photos of their daughter to the press, hoping it would bring her home. Uh, they didn't offer interviews at the time. They just said, here is her picture. That's it. Yeah. Uh, when that didn't work, they did their first ever press conference just days before Christmas, which was really, it made me really sad. Um, according to the article, they were visibly uncomfortable with the press attention, but pleaded for the safe return of their daughter. Um, their wish would not be granted until two months later, on February 26, 2011, exactly three months to the day after Yara had gone missing. Her remains were found in a large field 10 kilometers away from her home. Uh, she was found by a man who was just, like, flying a remote control airplane in the area. At first, he thought he just saw, like, scraps of rags and garbage, but then he saw shoes and called the police. Um, her body was in an advanced state of decomposition, but lead investigator Ruggeri recognized the black jacket and Hello Kitty shirt that her parents had told her Yara was wearing on the day she disappeared. Um, in an interview with the press, uh, Ruggeri said, quote, it was a relief. Yara's disappearance had really disturbed me. I'm a mother too. And the only thing worse than the death of a child is the disappearance of the child. Um, I really like this quote. Every so often you see like an investigator who just really, really cares. And I think that she was one of them. Um, sorry, give myself chills. (laughs) (laughs) An autopsy was performed on Yara and had some strange findings. Uh, While there was no solid evidence of sexual assault, her bra was unhooked and her underwear was pulled down to her knees. Um, It's possible that an assault did not take place, but investigators didn't fully rule it out as a perpetrator may have used a condom, which sometimes can leave little usable DNA behind. Um... She had been stabbed several times all over, but her oh wor- her wounds were described more as, like, uh, quote, piercings done by a sharp object, which makes me think it wasn't necessarily a knife involved. Like, perhaps, like, I don't, I don't know. I wanted to say, like, a screwdriver That's or something. That's exactly that was going through my head. Um, yeah. yeah, so it... Uh, that was interesting to me. Uh, her cause of death was actually exposure, meaning she was attacked and left for dead in this field. The puncture wounds did not kill her. Oh, my God. So just um, time killed her pretty much. Time killed her. Yeah. That's heartbreaking. Absolutely awful. Um, so DNA samples were taken and tested upon the discovery of Yara bo- Yara's body, but no matches were found. Uh, a few months later, in April 2011, investigators caught a break when uh, when new DNA was found on the victim's underwear. So it was presumed that the suspect somehow injured themselves in the struggle and left blood on the underwear. It wasn't uh, it wasn't semen. I hate that word. Uh so that's how they like that's why they still couldn't say it was for sure a sexual assault because it was okay. blood found um this dna also did not bring up a match but Ruggeri was determined to find one um but they know it wasn't pl- hers pretty much yeah yeah okay. it didn't match her um multiple police units were split into teams to obtain and search for dna samples and phone records that would incriminate literally anybody in this case they um Anybody. So DNA samples were taken from just about anyone who had ever laid eyes on Yara, including members of her family and her gymnastics studio. Um, now, this is some of the smartest investigative work I've seen uh, ever. Um, <laughs> so my girl Ruggeri knew that the killers usually dumped bodies in areas that they were familiar with. Yeah. So in a town close to the field where Yara was found, there was a nightclub that was known to host some of the like not so good people in Italy. Uh, it was kind of like a hot spot for like gangs and criminals and all that stuff. It was just like a rough and tough bar. Okay. Um, so on a hunch, Ruggeri set up shop outside of the club and collected dna samples from some of the men on their way out uh finally she got a hit one of the samples from the club had large similarities to the dna sample taken from the suspect while it was not an exact match uh investigators were able to tell that it was a relative of the suspect the man's name was damiano oh my god Gurinoni. 
And he was quickly eliminated as a suspect because he was in South America on the day Yara was missing. What are the fucking um, chances, though, that they find a relative? Right? I love that. I love this uh, this magistrate. Magistrate? Yeah. I like that word. Um, like she's, a, she's fucking brilliant. Like and a woman. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> like, automatically, just like, this person's definitely a sketchball. We already know that. So let's go yeah. to a sketchball place. And now that sketchball has a sketchball cousin. <laughs> I love it. A sketchball cousin. <laughs> um, so as Ruggeri and her team started looking through Damiano's family tree, they made a huge discovery. Damiano's mother, Aurora Z- Zani, had worked for Yara's family for over 10 years as a nanny slash, like, housekeeper type thing. Okay. So she had known Yara for her entire young life. They thought that was suspicious, like, right away. Well, obviously. Because what are the fucking odds? Yeah. Um, so Aurora, the mother, was brought in for... Uh, sorry, D- Damiano's mother, not Yara's mother, uh, was brought in for questioning, and investigators learned pretty early on that she had nothing to do with Yara's murder. Uh, she spoke very highly of the family and shared fo- uh, fond memories from Yara's childhood. Uh, she told investigators that being part of the investigation was, quote, the worst thing that could happen to me. And that made me so That's sad. Really sad. Um, so Ruggeri still had Aurora and her son followed just in case, and they tapped their phones as well. But after a few months of surveillance, the investigative team realized that this was not the suspect they were looking for. The only lead they had to go on were the similarities between uh, Damiano's DNA and the suspects, which uh, they were now horribly confused about. One year after Yara's body was discovered, police were not any closer to finding her killer. Uh, the, uh, the press was having a field day with this, alleging that Ruggeri was unfit for her job, and the public uh, slowly started to turn on her as well. What so the fuck? a lot of it was because she was a woman. Of course. Like, there was a lot of sexist comments made at the time. Uh, like, sh- she's not made to do this job, et cetera, et cetera. Hold your fucking horses, y'all. Yeah, like uh, what? <laughs> she's got this. Um... This just lit a fire under her ass, and she kept following her instincts with the DNA lead. She had a team construct an extensive family tree, finding matches that dated all the way back to the friggin' 1700s. Just uh, in case we have a vampire on the loose. Just in case. Just in case. <laughs> uh, Damiano's father had a brother named Giuseppe, who had died in 1999. Obviously, Giuseppe was r- ruled out for that reason. Investigators visited his widow in September 2011 and found two stamps he had licked uh they took them in for dna analysis when dna results came back from that sample they had another breakthrough uh geneticists were convinced that giuseppe was the father of their unknown suspect dun 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 oh shit <laughs> so giuseppe had two sons dun 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 the two men and that they- were at the red car Ooh, that's a good... I didn't even think of that. I like that. Um, Unfortunately, no, but I like that. Damn it. (laughs) So they were both brought in for questioning and DNA testing. Uh, In another twist, they were both cleared. What? The DNA did not match the suspects. This could only mean one thing. They were Giuseppe had another son out there that his wife and family did not know about. Someone call Maury. That is so (laughs) twisted. So Ruggeri was thrown for a loop once again. She now had to hope to find a woman who had an affair with a man and had a baby who went on to become a killer did uh, he even know <laughs> that like he had this child i don't know because he was dead by this oh, time right. this all happened right um I, get the ouija board out let's tell him i looked into it a little bit um i don't know if he knew but the mother like left town when she was pregnant i remember seeing that so i don't know if she told him and then left or she left because she couldn't tell him because she knew he was married so i don't so remember messy. it was very messy i love this case <laughs> <laughs> So after over a year of already searching to get this far, this sounds fucking exhausting to me. This woman is a champ. Um, Investigators started their search by trying to find the mother. They searched all of the small mountain towns in the area, taking DNA samples from as many middle-aged women as they could. This drew criticism from the press and the public as the suspect was male, so they thought Ruggeri was wasting her time looking for a woman, but my girl had a plan. Um... When the press learned of the illegitimate love child theory, they had a fucking hail day. day. They had a fucking heyday and actually did a really good chunk of investigating for Ruggeri. So uh, they had discovered love children across Italy in their search for the news breaking story. Apparently in one village alone, they outed five children whose mothers had had affairs. Uh, But unfortunately, none were the suspects. Can you imagine being like one of those kids and being like fuck what the hell like you think somebody else is your dad but that's actually your dad and you're like yeah what the hell 
apparently like these news reporters just went like town to town to town and found all of these like illegitimate love children in every town and they're like are you a killer <laughs> like, like, um, i want to know what was going through their fucking heads not much because they never found them in june 2014 an anonymous tip came from thin air like literally the investigators were getting dragged for not doing enough and they kept drawing blanks then one day rugeri's partner got a call from someone uh saying that they found the mother's name esther arzufi Rugeri's partner refused to reveal his source as he was sworn to secrecy for whatever reason, but they followed the lead anyways. So he literally just got a call one day and they're, hey, this is the woman you're looking for. Bye. After yeah. over, I think we're at two years now of investigating. That's so fucking weird. Um, so Rugeri's team immediately cross-checked the DNA samples they had and discovered that Esther had already been tested in July 2012. <laughs> they double-checked and realized a really, really dumb error had taken place. So the DNA had been compared to Yara's DNA and not the suspects. Oh, my God. So they reran it in 2014 and confirmed that Esther was, in fact, the mother of their suspect. Um, Esther fuck. had... A long-running affair with Giuseppe throughout the 1960s. She bec- uh, she became pregnant with twins in 1970, one boy and one girl. The boy, Massimo, was now a 42-year-old man married with three children and living in Mapello, the town where Yara's cell phone had last pinged. Interesting. In, uh, on June 15th, 2014, Ruggeri set up a fake roadblock pretending to ch- uh, check for drunk drivers. They waited and waited until finally Massimo drove through their checkpoint. Uh, investigators on the scene pretended that their breathalyzer like broke and asked him to blow like several times in order to get a usable sample from him, which I thought was so Brilliant. fucking smart. Uh, so his DNA was sent for emergency overnight testing, which I didn't even know was a thing, and came back as a 100% match to the killer. After four years, they had finally found their suspect. Four-year search, 18,000 DNA samples Holy taken, shit. and finally Massimo Bassetti was found guilty in the murder of Yara Gambrosio and was sent sentenced to life in prison on july 2nd 2016 um yara's parents have still remained fairly quiet in regards to their daughter's case i think they just really hated the attention and i can't say i blame them yeah i can't blame them like grief is grief is such a private thing and i can't imagine like hordes of people like watching you go through it and also um, like turning on your tv and it's all over the news like yeah like that's the only thing you see um so they did put out a statement though that read quote now we know who it was even if we know that no one will bring yara back to us uh their last known public appearance was to present an award named after their daughter at a gymnastics championship in 2015 they gave no interviews and barely even smiled for the cameras but they wanted to present the award because it was named in her honor that's it that's a crazy fucking case i loved the investigative work here i thought it was genius y'all know i never give props to the police yeah (laughs) good job man like all because they got some sketchball cousin yeah dna that's where like it just that's it that's insane i love that case so much and all i could think about the whole time was like you are not the father (laughs) could you like i don't think that's I don't know if I guess it's allowed there, but like here, like you can't just go up to a house and be like, "I need your DNA." I'd be like, "Give no, me no." I don't warrant, think you please. need. I think you need warrants here. Yeah. And uh, I was I meant to look into that more for Italy, um, but I'm a very tired person. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking um, nuts. I'm so glad he was found, but my heart breaks. Me too. For that family. Oh, I know. She was so. I mean, she was so pretty too. Not that that matters, but like, I was looking at pictures and it just made me sad. But- um. People are but so I'm glad dumb. I'm glad they got they got justice. Uh, it's uh, I hate when when children in particular are murdered. I hate when anybody's murdered, but t- children always feel so wrong. Yeah, you know, well because they're so young and they have so much life to live. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that was I thought that was um, a very good example of good police work. That's not uh, giving up, unlike some cops that yeah we, we all know. Yeah, so there's uh, I can't remember what case it is off the top of my head, but there was the one case where the cops cared so much that they just like the first person they arrested was yeah. wrongfully convicted. Yeah, um, and I get that, like I do, but she did she just kept going until she found the right one, and I fucking love that. So yeah, and she did it. Badass she did the bitch. damn thing. She did the damn thing in Women's History Month. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say that. I didn't even think of that. Um, 
And with that, uh, come hang out with us. Talk I some guess. theories. Talk some. Yeah. You guys shared a lot of theories, uh, specifically on Twitter. We did get some on Instagram, but Twitter popped off a little bit, and I had a fun time. I screenshotted all the funny ones for Danielle. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of responses, so thank you guys. Yeah, thank you. And I laughed my ass off, especially at the Yeti Shitsus. The, the baby Yeti. That was my yeah. favorite. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, but then also come talk about this crazy case and how women fucking are badass. Yes. Let's talk about that, too. Because happy International Women's month month we get a whole month we missed the day um i meant to do a post on the day and then it, i just it didn't happen i'm a mess um <laughs> we're women we're allowed to do that yeah it's our month we'll do yeah. what we want to <laughs> give it to us um so come follow us on instagram it's a spooky hour podcast you can find us on twitter at spooky hour come look at our baby yeti shitsu gifts because they're hilarious <laughs> and um, you can email us at the spooky hour podcast 666 at gmail.com. We kind of almost kept this under an hour. I still have to edit a little bit. I feel like with editing, it'll be under. I think we got it. It's fine. I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. But like, I have a pet peeve of keeping stuff at, at an hour. So it's my OCD kicking it. I'm sorry, you guys. Okay. So we have to run really fast. Okay. Bye. No, I'm kidding. No. Stay spooky. Have a wonderful week. Stay spooky. Bye. Bye.